Now we have to make sure we can pay for our groceries. SongTrust removes the complexity of the publishing landscape and offers detailed access to data otherwise not directly available, helping songwriters, artists, producers, managers, publishers, labels, lawyers, distributors, and more simplify music rights management and the administration of music publishing assets, performing rights and digital licensing. SongTrust provides solutions for corporate clients, including CD Baby, Downtown Music Publishing, The Orchid, Symphonic, and Sub Pop Publishing. You want to be sure and visit songtrust.com forward slash pubcast to take advantage of their 20% off the one-time registration just for listening to the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. And now let's get on with our episode. Hello, listeners. I cannot wait for you all to check out this episode of the AIMP Nashville Pubcast. We get to hang with Thalia Ewing, also known as the Music Queen, and Mimi McCarley. They're both founders of Nashville is not just country music. I'm excited as we peer into Nashville's vibrant urban community. Welcome back, listeners. Today on our episode of the Nashville AIMP Pubcast, we are going to be hanging out with Nashville is not just country music, which is awesome. And we have Thalia and Mimi with me today. I'm excited to delve into the world of urban music. And I haven't been a, a musician in town for a long time, but a lot of people don't know this about me, but back in my early days in Nashville, I played in a lot of R&B and bands. I managed some hip-hop acts, so... When I was uh, introduced to uh, Thalia, I was excited to bring her on as we're starting to really broaden our base here and realize Nashville is not just country music. So, ladies, I'm going to throw it to you to give us a little background and, and let us know who you are. My name is Thalia Ewing, a.k.a. Music Queen. I am a native Nashvillian, and I work in urban music publishing um, and also founder of Nashville's Not Just Country Music, community-based organization where we focus on uh, music business education, networking, shows, any kind of way to kind of help the independent artists advance in their career wherever they are. So Love that. It's kind of a general synopsis. General synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. Mimi, awesome. jump in. I'm Mimi. Thanks so much for having us here today, Tim. Um, but I'm Mimi McCarley, uh, owner of Collab Music Network, and I am a creative myself, so I'm a songwriter. Um, and when, in 2015, um, I just, I started collaborating with everybody in Nashville. I've written with so many people, and I kind of set out on a different mission. As a creative, um, I am all about collaboration. And so it was bringing people together to develop catalog. Like that was a thing. I had a lot of friends who had cell phones and computers and hard drives full of unfinished music. And I became obsessed with helping people finish. Um, say, hey, well, if you got half a song and I got half a song, let's flip flop. You help me finish. And, and so that's kind of what started Collab Music Network. And so uh, I met Thalia by recommendation of... A couple of friends, two people were like, hey, you got to meet this girl named Music Queen. Y'all are going to be awesome and blah, 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 blah. So I called her up like, hey, what's up? I meet me. A couple people said I need to meet you. And so she's like, let's meet up tomorrow. We met at a Panera Bread downtown, <laughs> was it? And uh, uh -huh. we've been rocking ever since. Like I went into that meeting not knowing what to expect. And this lady has a lot of passion, a lot of enthusiasm. I thought I was passionate before I met her. And then I had to check my passion. <laughs> and so um, it just made sense. She was doing a lot of publishing administration at the time. 
and right. she had three clients three clients at the yeah, time right. and mm-hmm. I was running many songwriter boot camps and I said hey can I run my camp with your writers and she was like wow I never even thought about something like that so I kind of uh, infused my world into her world and we've been rocking ever yeah. since and so the focus has been in urban music songwriting production things like that just wanting to be the urban music publisher in Nashville feeling there was a void there absolutely a and void. wanting to fill that void and again help the urban music community with their career letting them understand about publishing why it's important how that you eat and hip hop working in corporate music business I get to see all the missing splits and how much money is really not being paid out because of simple you know conversations that need to be had so that's part of the education part is putting them in these situations to let them know, hey, you need to have these conversations. You need to talk about your splits. You need to turn those in so that we can get them registered. You know, all of these other parts of the business outside of just the creating and collaboration. So that's how we kind of came together. She's the creative, I'm the business, and we put those things together to help the urban music community monetize their music because that's what this is all about. We don't, it's not a hobby. We want it to be career, you know. that uh, thought that especially the, the education this comes up a good bit in our in our episodes that we talk to people um, on our admin one that we uh, recently did as well it's come up that there's so much missing pieces so mm-hmm. often they know how to put their music out they know right. how to create the music right but as you just stated if right. you don't do the business side right you don't collect you don't your get money. any money and then yeah. you're... and i know we all do this for the love of music which a first and foremost we do but right. it's really nice to get paid for what you absolutely and, and absolutely service. and you know we bypass the the most simple thing so like you said, the content, the artwork, everything looks great online and it's dope and all of this stuff and nobody's being compensated and everybody's kind of faced with this idea of I want to do music full time and how do I prevent myself from going to clock this this job? And I'm like, we're missing a very fundamental piece of music business, which is the split sheet. And so uh, at my studio and when I would have collaborations, people would look at me funny and foreign. Like, I'm like, hey, let's after the song is written. I collect split sheets on the spot. And they were like, well, what? So I had to do a lot of... like, what is a split yeah, sheet? We had to do know? a lot of education. There's a artist in Nashville. He's popping artist and my very first session with him and we were talking about you know what we were doing and we talked about splits and how we're going to document this process and he said what is that I don't I, do anything I, without a manager present and I was like well, and he had several records out that were doing well and I'm like this is problematic. So yeah, we we saw the problem and want to be a part of the solution. Absolutely. And again, that's just simple education. And we we don't expect you to be experts. We just need you to know the bare minimum of what's going on. Because if I come and ask you, hey, do you have your publishing set up? And you tell me, yeah, ASCAP is my, <laughs> that's what we then get. I already us. gonna know you don't know what you need to know. Yeah, my and my, we my, need my to, publishing my publishing is asking. Yeah, we need to have a conversation. Well, let's explain that. Let's. I'm gonna dumb this back down. I always tell people we put it in a language people don't understand. So. In our world, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you're in the country format, pop format, urban format, right. that's a, across the board. We get that. Yeah, I'm published through BMI, ASCAP, right. or CSAC because there's there's the three main PROs. 
That is not a publisher. Right. Those are just your PRO, which yeah. is your performance rights organizations, right. which collect your airplay right. and some of your streaming performance right. money as well. So, and, and they do collect some of your performance from Sync. However, that is not a publisher, right? Right, right. correct. And that's what I have to explain to them. I'm like, we can set you up as a publisher at this PRO, but that is not your publisher. publisher. So it's it's really is educating. And and me being an independent publisher, I want to be in a position to empower. So it's not like, hey, you don't have a publisher sign with me. Let's get you set up with your own publisher and I can admin it for you. So I still want to be putting people in a position of power and ownership and understanding, you know, so that they can still move forward in their career with their ownership, because that's really important. You know, one of the things we learned early on is that people knew just enough about publishing not to be ignorant, but not enough about it to be informed. So it's like, I'm not giving away my publishing, but I'm like, okay, so are you equipped to be the publisher. Right. And do you know <laughs> what the that role means of a publisher and what that means, even for your own catalog? And a lot of times people did not. And so again, that's where the education, like conversations in the studio, um, conversations outside of the studio. We try to keep the creative space in the creative space. Um, but we just started, you know. I, I like to call it educating through the process. So kind of like the uh, earn while you learn type of deal. So what what I would do when we were developing a song is different points where the business would come into play. So whether it was a co-writing agreement or whether it was a production agreement, like we would talk about and unpack these agreements, you know, during the process. So they understand it in, in, in its relevance. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about now. I've always said since I, again, I, I've been in town since the 80s, but I, I pref- was a professional professional, I guess you'd call it, in 93 is when I started working in, in music publishing. And same thing when I was managing some of the, the urban acts and in, in the, uh, the R&B space and, and the praise and worship side that I realized that there wasn't as much community there as there was in the Nashville mm-hmm. country market, mm-hmm. per se, or even in the rock or pop. Right. And, and probably now more than ever, it's Nashville's in this really beautiful space of community. Yes. And that's what mm-hmm. you pointed out. Yes. It's so vital that it you can't grow a market without some sort of leadership mm-hmm. and focus and mm-hmm. community. And mm-hmm. I love that you're you're coming because it was still lacking pretty hard in the in the nineties, but we had yeah. a very vibrant scene because Atlanta was really hopping at yeah. the time and mm-hmm. there was a lot going on and we were tied into some of that. And uh so I'd ask this like as a scene, as a whole, I have started seeing it really come, kind of come up again. And I think yes. some of it's surely from help, you guys helping organize and more more people coming into the yes. market space. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that starting to grow more? Because I always thought Nashville, nothing against people in Atlanta, would be such a great place to have a bigger, more productive scene as Absolutely. a whole in the urban space. Absolutely. Yeah. Be- not only creatively, we have some of the best talent, but the business is here as well. You know, Music Row is nothing to sneeze at about having those brick and mortar buildings there and not a, a suite and a shopping center or something like that. You know, we we have the resources and we have the creativity and bringing those two together for the urban music scene is crucial, I think, for Nashville in order to level up in the game and in the business. So, yeah, I, I definitely think having community infrastructure is important and is needed, especially with the climate of Nashville. So many people are moving from major metropolitan areas and don't necessarily want to 
being a country music town or anything like that. So they want to know what else Nashville has to offer. And so just us and a, and a handful of others that are doing some of the similar things that we're doing, just trying to cultivate infrastructure and opportunity for the urban music community. We are not alone. There's, there's a small tribe of us all pushing to, to make Nashville's urban scene as great as Nashville's country music scene. I love that. So get, walk me through some of your evolution. You say you, you right now you're getting around 200 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you guys first started, how did you start to grow it, and how do you see it moving forward? So I attended, prior to being in business with Aaliyah, I was a recipient of the services, and I was a uh, an assistant, so to speak. I, I believed in the vision that she had for the music scene. And so as a creative absolutely 100% beneficial. I, I've built probably 60, 75% of my network from these mixers. and But I, was, I wouldn't go and just kind of meet. Like, I am intentional when I go into a space to network. And I, she had created these bands that specified, there were color-coded bands that specified who was who. And so, and I heard so many of my fellow creatives, you know, this is so needed. They were so. I mean, we have so many That's testimonials. How you get so many people. We have so many testimonials about, wow, where is this at? Where has this been? When is the next one? And so it built really by organic word of mouth because and it was nothing just here. Just pure need, you know. It's kind of the if you build it, they will come. You know, right. kind of. It was just that simple. These people were thirsty, very thirsty, thirsty for somebody to pay them any kind of attention, give them a voice, a platform somewhere, you know, to express themselves. And I saw that need. And again, it it wasn't just me. It was me being in a position of music business and working in corporate and seeing the whole, hey guys, we are really missing out on a tremendous opportunity here being on in music business corporate side. You know, I'm just not a fan, you know, this is what I do and I want to be in a position to help people pull them up, advance them. Whatever small step that is, I'm not saying I can go out and get you a million dollar deal with, you know, a big label. <laughs> but <laughs> if if you are someone who needs information, you need a platform, you need some way to express you yourself. Need you need you need just someone to collaborate with. Nashville's not just country music can be that for you wherever you are. And that that's just the main goal. Obviously you've been doing this for a minute. You've got some good collabs. Can you point to some successes Absolutely. or see how this is moving forward? I mean it may not be million dollar deals. Go ahead. Let go. Me tell you she, something. She's ready. I appreciate every oh man there's so much talent here but so early on we had went to a Derek Minor show and Derek Minor is a local hip-hop artist and he is like at the top of the independent music game like he is a game changer for sure and so she's a fan and that's my friend we went to school together and I you know you take it for granted when your friends kind of have dope music and so I had never been to a concert so I'm like cool we go I mean it is a thousand in this place. It is. It was at Rocket Town, mm-hmm. and so a feature comes out. His name at the time is Little Lil Bree, Lil Bree, and this guy is explosive. And I'm like, whoa! And he walked away, and she said, "Now that's a star." So we set a meeting up with him. Maybe a couple weeks later, we met. 
quickly just to kind of get a pulse on where he was at from a business standpoint. And it's funny. So um, Street Symphony at the time, which is a Grammy Award winning producer here in the Na- from Nashville, Nashville native and a graduate of my alum, uh, MTSU, Middle Tennessee MTSU. State University. Blue Raiders. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Blue Raiders. Um, I ran into him at a party. Actually, it was one of, it probably was another one of your mm-hmm. events. <laughs> And I re- I'm like, hey, what's up, Street? I'm songwriting now. You're a producer, like peanut butter jelly. Like, let's make let's make this happen. <laughs> and he said, send me some music. I sent him something immediately. He responded within a couple of hours. Now, this is a Grammy Award winning producer that's hanging out in Nashville. You know, I've been on two chains and multiple things. And so he said, hey, I have a young artist that I would like to put you up with. Of course, my little dreams was crushed. I'm like, yeah, put me in the room with two chains. (laughs) No, honey, no, honey. Go here's the up and coming artist. And so I went to meet this artist, and it was Lil Bree that I had met briefly previously, and he had been out to my studio and everything. And so we began to um, work together, and I played him some of the stuff that I had, and there was a song, song called Lights. I played that song for him and he loved it. He said, I want to cut this record right now. We cut it that night. And that's just one success story. mentioned as you were coming in that you just gotten back from LA mm-hmm. and doing some work out there right. so yes. are you seeing attention starting to get focused on what you're doing here from outside of town to help build out this infrastructure or correct it takes time. Yeah. yeah yeah that we we have a small morsel of a seed that we are watering watering and <laughs> cultivating the soil and things like that there definitely is interest in what Nashville has to offer the music industry already knows about Nashville but there is understanding that there is more to country music you know in Nashville so LA is paying attention New York is paying attention labels are sending representatives here you know to kind of see what's going on and things like that and that's a part of what we're doing is getting to know who those people are so they can know who the talent is here and be paying attention to what's going on and again to help cultivate and get the money flowing i mean that's that's the main that's <laughs> the main goal that's the main goal. we want yeah. to get the money flowing to the urban music community here you know that's going to help build it I the, mean. you know what i mean so whether it's a placement a cut a single release you know a, a world tour whatever that capacity is we are just wanting to help position people and empower them to monetize their creativity. You know, that that's the goal. So, yes, building up those L.A. relationships. We have a situation, a sync licensing deal with Riptide. So mm-hmm. we uh, and everything works together. So we do urban songwriters rounds. Um, I was just going to talk about the evolution. The <laughs> yeah, evolution we talk, of we, Nashville's so, not just you know, music. through the mixers. Then I saw the the writers' rounds. First of all, are Nashville tradition. Thing. You know, yeah. you don't. They don't do those in L.A. They don't do those in. That is a Nashville thing. And so I wanted to do something like that. But again, give the urban music community an opportunity. So it's the same format: acoustic, dialed back. You know, guitar, keys, round with the twist. That that's <laughs> it. But when you come, you're going to get hip hop. You're going to get pop. You're going to get R&B. You're going to get gospel. You're going to get a little bit of everything. Alternative. All at the same time on the same stage. And you would think, well, gospel and hip hop really isn't going to work. Or pop and gospel isn't going to work. But oh, does it work? Oh, does it work? We're very intentional about 
the eclectic representation of all genres outside um, other than country music. There's so much. I mean, and it, it is, I will call it like, I remember the first round. And this is when we were uh, at the local over on West End. And we'll talk about the evolution of that. But I remember a lot of people saying, like, this feels like church. Ah. It was so good. It felt it like church felt because intimate. there has been a lack of community in Nashville as it pertains to urban music. So just getting everybody gathered yeah. in the same space at the same time and kind of jamming out because a lot of times in, in our rounds, we get into this space that is just like... Like, we already know each other, and we just started, like, going to a whole nother level. And so people walk it away feels real impacted. Good. Yeah, it feels Absolutely. good. And, and again, it's all community. So writers that, and artists that are on the stage together that might not have never heard of each other are now connected. That, that was a great song. We should write together. So they're Absolutely. exchanging numbers and things like that and wanting to get into the studio and work together. So it's, it's all those kinds of things. And then we can use the writers' rounds again you know what? That was a great song. There might be an opportunity for that in sync. Let's talk about it, you know, off the stage. So everything that we do works together for, again, trying to get these artists some kind of uh, exposure and opportunity, opportunity. to monetize. See, I love, um, again, when I when I was starting out in the 90s and doing some of that, We I never did writer rounds, but I tried to get groups together to showcase their music because... That uniqueness of what a ride around is, especially mm-hmm. for those that haven't experienced it, mm-hmm. like you just did. Mm-hmm. I, that's oh, why I love yeah, what we do here. And when you sit just and bury things down to just the yep. song, it is a spiritual thing. And that's where people also, it's, that's why it's worked so well in yes. Nashville. And I think once it kind of, I still will give it to the Nashville TV show, a little spotlight on it nationally, songwriters, mm-hmm. it blew up for mm-hmm. us here. The venues mm-hmm. like the Bluebird, Bluebird you can't yep, even get yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to see other people experience the beauty of that right. and see what that does, because to your point, it is such a great way to showcase your talent. Right. And, and how else are you going to do that, you know, and get right. the community together and go, oh my goodness, right. that person is amazing. Right. Yes. Because you really, it's so much more intimate. It's not this, and, and hip hop has a lot of production to it. So to really dial that back, back and to you, really hear I mean to really hear the challenges yeah, some people it, too because you're naked up it there does. when it's just you and your you words are, you are but so it connects, right it connects <laughs> it, so well we but, had a for the first time I ever saw a hip hop artist playing the keys while he performed hip hop it was so good never seen it in my oh, life so amazing. good so good we have now moved to Acme downtown that's our new home for the year for 2020 um, the writer prime time, the, baby. Right, prime time. Urban's Writers <laughs> Rounds are every third Wednesday of the month at Acme so you have plenty of time to come out and check out all the cool talent that we put up there it's uh, show is at six you know we have on average four to five writers each round and again it's representative of everyone you know genre race and gender I will say this. We talked about the evolution of the scene. And so it's not just artists, creatives, uh, advocates like uh, Music Queen, but it's also the venues. You know, when you talk about building the culture. Right. So it's the venues who support, you know, music outside of country. So, uh, again, that was the local. And then we were at a true true music music room room for Mm -hmm. for, uh, about a year or so, about six months to eight months. And now being at Acme um, and these are five spots. There's several venues that support so it's all about connecting all of these dots our movement with Nashville is not just country music is just that it's connecting all of these dots that are going to be very instrumental in moving the mission forward
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the AIMP Nashville Podcast. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and follow us at AIMP Nashville to keep up with news, events, panels, and even new episodes. The AIMP Nashville Podcast is created by executive producers Dale Bobo and Tim Hunsey, producer Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. Thanks for listening and supporting the AIMP Nashville Podcast.